Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy. Standing six foot two, 299 pounds. His weight is climbing due to the recent travel show booking of his. Uh, it's the South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson Maine. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, nearly silent co-host Arthur Gamers. Arthur, give him a shout out. It's confusing for me to say Jackson and Arthur back to back because Jackson is my mom's dog and Arthur is my dog. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, returning guest. You might remember him from over 300 episodes ago when we talked about 90 commercials. It's writer, comedian, actor, Greg Rowan. Hello, shitheads. <laughs> Hi, shitheads. Hi, shitheads. It's me. Hey, shitheads. The guy no, you all seriously. know and love, Craig Rowan. <laughs> seriously, though. Hey, shitheads. How are you? Yeah, let's break it down. Shitheads, great to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, 300 and something episodes later to hear the... the and- and also, I just want to shout out the what the fuck Nicks. While yeah, we can't forget our what the fuck Nicks. We can't forget our uh, <laughs> our uh, whose line is whose line is it anyway? The podcast heads. Whoosie what's it? <laughs> the, the whoosie what's it? The points don't matter. Like the international <laughs> and international house of pancakes. <laughs> and of course, the Roganauts, who are my real fans, because uh, of uh, Joe Rogan is my boy. But not the Roanauts. That those people no. are they're Rowan Atkinson fans. The right, Roganauts man. are Craig Rowan fans he, via Joe Rogan because you guys are so similar. The people are listening, <laughs> being like, What the fuck is going on? People aren't <laughs> listening. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They're like, Craig Rowan, I don't know who that is. Like, next one, like, when they're is just Bobby play- they're, they don't even give a fuck about me. They're just playing, f- they're just blasting this while they scream in traffic on their way to work. They're not like, this isn't even, they're on a fucking. At they're a, driving to a bridge ready to <laughs> steer left hard. 
Well, when you were on 300 episodes ago, we talked 90s commercials. So it makes sense that a few years have passed and we need to talk mental health. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. were, we were 30-something men talking about a 90s commercials. Now I'm in my early 40s. Maybe it's time to shift gears to giving a shit about my brain. <laughs> we were like, how did we get here? Why am I talking about something that doesn't matter to anybody? But I have the beautiful Mount Airy Lodge song stuck in my head. for the, my. So we had to talk about it. But now we're back and we're talking about something that matters. Something that matters. I mean, 90s commercials, they built my entire life and my personality. And now I have to deal with the repercussions of that via today's topic. Now my life is falling apart. This is like, it's like an episode of uh, like, uh, whatever, my my famous addiction. I can't remember what the name My 600 pound life. My My 600 pound wife. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is the last 10 <laughs> seconds where they give you an update. On how uh, and, and they've gone to absolute shit mentally. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, we uh, came to your house, uh, threw everything out because you're a hoarder, and then we'll check back in. And nope, you're not okay. Okay, fine. Never mind. He relapsed pretty hard and is now, you know, huffing paint for money or whatever. Okay, he's well, much worse than when our producers went yeah, to say much to we actually kind of the show kind of fucked these guys up we feel awful exhibit should have never put a therapist couch in the back of their car <laughs> i heard but you need a therapy cool. <laughs> i don't know if that's a real show but i hope so do you remember my, ri- my ride therapy edition <laughs> In my ride, the updated for mental health in 2022. <laughs> we know you like saunas, so we keep your car at 170 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> it's perfect for relaxing. <laughs> oh my lord, uh, oh, dude! The, uh, there's a great, great Reddit thread or Reddit post that turned into a thread about how much Pimp My Ride actually fucked over the people that were on the show. And it was like they would like the value of their car would go up like ten thousand dollars and then they would get hit with taxes once the car was revaluated. So they have to pay taxes on everything that was done. And half the time they were putting like fish tanks in like 1991 oh Chevy God. Cavaliers and shit. So it's like the car it needs like true engine work. And it's like, well, we're adding a fucking hot dog griller in the back. <laughs> and it's like these people like they had to get rid of their cars. They went into debt like so fast, so hard. I forget, was it celebrities who were the guests? Was it or is it just random people? It was just random people. And oh. Oh be my like, God, oh, that's Craig, so funny. <laughs> Craig, you like the Simpsons. Well, he painted your car yellow, and we have a barking Santa's little helper in the back seat. Like it would just, they would just do dumb shit. We like have an that. actual clown that we've named Krusty. Legally, we changed his name to Krusty, <laughs> and he's going to be living there. And he's actually legally, you're, you're his guardian, so you cannot, like, you have him for 18 more years. <laughs> legally, you're his father, and you have to send him to college. <laughs> that's the taxes. That's the true taxes. <laughs> You have to send him to college. He's it's fuck and not clown college. That's what the last guy did. No, that's he already why he, did it. Now you have we a already, clown. <laughs> we already paid for that. That was our expense. You have to put him through real college. Yeah, because this is not good for him for the rest of his life. Being a clown in your car, this guy needs to branch out. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. Hey, yeah, sure. People will be happy about the car, and he's a you got a clown in it for what a year, two years. <laughs> then he's gonna need to go to college. And fuck it, just take out loans. Student loans are not a big deal. Don't worry. They'll never become a huge issue in society. They'll forgive them. It's fine. Uh, Craig, I'm so glad we're, I mean, we got to catch up in person recently, but I'm glad, I'm glad we're able to get this podcast together. You know, pandemic was a strange time. Uh, You had 
a child during that. <laughs> I did have a child just uh yes, we uh, found out that uh you have a nine year old son from <laughs> <laughs> They was shipped to her house the day that <laughs> lockdown started. <laughs> Little fedora in like a suitcase. And we had to leave him outside because we were afraid of the weeks. virus for two weeks. <laughs> we had to wipe <laughs> him down. <laughs> we sprayed him with a hose. Yeah, we found out uh, that we were pregnant. I mean, we were pl- planning it, but that we were pregnant like the day lockdown started, essentially. So it's, that's, <laughs> this is our this is our pandemic is having a child, but it's been amazing. Now, uh, a lot of people would probably say one of the most intense things you could do is go through all that during the pandemic, but you were butcherist anxiety and mental health wise, because you were working on yourself before the pandemic hit. Yes. Yes. I uh, mean, we I, all, I, we all are. Oh I, my obviously. God. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Th- it's so f- crazy. Like to think that, I don't know. I, you know, everybody, we have the same conversations that we have about the pandemic now and everybody sort of like downplays how like we're like oh it's crazy oh we went through so much stuff oh you had a child during it isn't that crazy it's like every single person's experience has been fucking nuts this isn't (laughs) normal (laughs) nothing we're experiencing is normal the 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 rules changing constantly it's like whiplash ever it's been crazy for two years (laughs) and i truly am uh, like uh i'm sure we'll get to it but i have mental health is so important um, that like, I'm glad I went through what I went through, which is essentially a mental health, uh, crisis a number of years ago, because I cannot imagine going through what I went through in, at, at the level that I went through like during this thing. And I'm sure right. tons of people did. And I'm sure tons of people did. Well, that and- is a given. I can tell you like anecdotally that I've had yeah. a lot of friends, a couple of friends go through mental health crises in the pandemic yeah, and yeah. like and to various degrees of severity and intensity, but it was not easy on a lot of people. And, and that's what I know anecdotally. So I'm assuming like even the shit that doesn't even people aren't even reporting like, I, cause I know it wasn't easy on me and I probably had it the easiest cause my job instantly transferred. I have no children. I have, you know what I mean? Like I, I had like the ultimate setup there. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. It- it's crazy. Like, yeah, there don't even need to be any caveats. Like, we all had fucking <laughs> <Right>. nuts. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you had a terrible time, I'm sure. Like, everybody <laughs> fucking did. Everybody. And, and of course, there are levels to it. There are levels. But, like, bottom line is, this is fucking nuts. It, it, so, yeah. like, it's, it wasn't we, great for some, anybody. Yeah. And it's still going on, sort of. So, arguably. Uh, yeah. Or at uh, least the tension and anxiety from it are still oh. existing. And, and I, Feel like it's gonna come back again soon. I'm so scared. Um, no, no, no. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine as it always is. Um, I know I'm after. on week seven of shooting a travel show, so I'm definitely like, please, a couple more weeks, I can make it. Please. Hey, dude. At least you're not doing like a cruise show in twenty the, the end of 2019, just being stuck on a on a cruise, shitting your brains out. Um, yeah, <laughs> shitting off the side of the boat. Dude, it's we like have you toilets. can use the toilets. Why aren't you using the toilets? I'm I don't know. Pandemic. <laughs> I'm crazy now. <laughs> the co- I should have worked on my mental health in the lead up to this major crisis. Why was I thought we had to. Your first response to everything is shitting off of something. Just use the the toilet. It's the only way I can gain control of my environment is to do something that is completely considered out of control in the environment. <laughs> I need to have people. I need people to think I'm out of control to be in control. That's yeah, all. That's, sorry. That's the that's my power. That's where I live. <laughs> that's where I feel straight. 
Judge me if you will, but for me, that works. <laughs> right. And also, I need you to clean up my shit. And then how, like, again, where that's obviously jokes, but there is an element of truth there where eventually you're like, well, how much am I pretending to be sort of nuts? And how much am I, like, am I using it as bits? But how much am I actually, like, not coping well with, like, well, my, it's hard my existence? To, yeah. It's hard to know when you're in the middle of it, like, what's normal to what's a normal response like we're, when you're especially when you're dealing with something that's not normal i'm using quotes um of like <laughs> yeah like i don't know should like ha- it's like when you're in mourning for something you're like should i be crying should i not be crying blah 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 this it's right. like what's right uh, and, and you're analyzing this and that's like part of it too you're just like like <laughs> you could drive yourself insane even just i mean i'm happen to be a fairly analytical person like just self-judging yourself about even how you're responding to things. Yeah, your so minor choices and or e- even analyzing your own emotional reaction to what's going on around you. And then you're in like the meta world of thinking about your own thinking. And then it's like, I'm like preventing myself from having fully realized ideas because I don't like the direction my brain yeah. is going in or whatever. And it's like, there's a lot going on in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there shouldn't yeah. be that much. <laughs> yeah, well, our brains are fucking weird. And we have we all have a million coping mechanisms to be like, um, to not to basically avoid pain. That's pretty yeah. much what. It <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that's when it comes so- down to it, it's just like I I just anything to not feel a real feeling. I guess. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Too real. Anything. Too real. Anything. Like if bits if bits aren't even you know that's a perfect version of that a perfect example of that we are like it's harmless I get together with my friends and we just kind of like laugh and do bits about how crazy and fucked up the world is and our old friends are and like and like people we came up with and how fucking twisted they are now it's like we're like that's super funny okay see you later and then we all drive home in silence like, what the fu- like <laughs> what's going on what's yeah. going on. Man, that was fun, but also bad. A lot of bad news we got caught up on from people we love. Yeah, and it's also like when you're when you're hanging out with friends and you're like talking, and then it's like you you do get into the like you're doing bits, and then you do get into the real stuff, and you're like, why do I want to think about? Yeah, why am I telling you this? And then that that's the realest shit too, because I don't want to bring anyone else down ever. I'm always like, well, I don't want to bring you down. Uh, So blah, blah, hey, what's going on in my life? It's all fucking funny games, dude. Well, for real though, I'm having a hard time, but hey. <laughs> I once did that to a, friend, drink? <laughs> to a friend at a birthday party. They're like, how are you doing? I was like, um, not great. Like this thing happened. They're like, oh, okay. Well, I gotta go keep on hosting. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, glad uh, glad to stop by. Hey, uh, the appetizers will be out soon. Uh, keep an eye on him <laughs> as they walk away. Someone watch Craig. <laughs> keep him away from the cutlery, <laughs> please. Uh, well, let, let's let's go back to maybe not the beginning, but let's go back to the moment that we shared that yes. kind of kicked off your dis, uh, need, needing to or decide the decision to work on your mental health. Like, yeah, I think it was, well, a need to and then uh, a continued uh, finding use in uh, And it's funny because we've talked about it in the past, but not for a while, basically. Essentially what happened was I – had like a series of manic episodes in 20 at the end of 2015, like f- three or four months after uh, my wife, Meryl and I, I'll just call her Meryl, uh, moved to Los Angeles and you were there at the beginning of it. Um, meaning you were there like, a, I, I think I had been 
working up to it, like uh, there were a number of factors that were leading up to me having a manic episode, which I'd never had before. But now with hindsight, you could be like, oh, it wasn't like a zero to 100 on that. Yes. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, even Meryl and I were talking about this week because I told her I was going to be doing this. And she was like, oh, I feel bad because like at one point we we, we smoked weed together that night, uh, yeah. meaning you and me. And um, and I thought it was like maybe it was part of wh- what was and you used like a blunt wrap. And right. it was like a flavored thing. And I was like, maybe that was it. Like, maybe it was like, there was something in that or in the weed. Um, and, and that's there, what I was, that's what I was thinking yeah. too. Cause from my perspective, it just felt like, uh, a, a bigger than normal. And from you, someone who I had smoked weed with a bunch in the past, uh, and, uh, asymmetrical reaction, like a, a big green out more or less, you know, like when your friend gets too high and bugs out, that's what it felt like. But it, it, it was unusual coming from you but at the time i was in my head going like okay well he's just like we we, he bugged out we bugged out california weeds crazy strong let's let's not let's remember that going forward oh the blunt rap because i i thought about that too because i was like oh this new big blunt rap would be so fun and then i was like think you know thinking about that and then it wasn't until we later connected about it after the fact and i was like yeah oh right and and we're so quick to just be like, oh, weird. Oh, weed got me, you know? And it's like, yeah. wait, what's the underlying cause? Yeah. 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 So essentially, like, what happened was uh, we, like, in the in the day, that was like a Friday night. We went to we see- We were going to see Star Wars, right? We, yeah, I can't remember which one it was now. I think it's I episode think, seven. Um, Not, yes, not Rogue One. The first, yeah, yes, yeah, that's right. And we, that week- I think my mental health had been bad. I had not been sleeping well. I had been smoking more weed since I moved to LA, um, which I haven't done since actually that blunt that we smoked. Um, And I wasn't sleeping well. I was waking up super early. I was uh, super anxious. Like I, we moved, uh, I was feeling the pressure of like not having a job. Like I'd always told myself, I'm not moving to to LA until I have a job in hand. And I'd worked in LA before, but like we moved essentially without on me having spec. to. Yeah. Yeah. On spec. And it was, it was getting stressful and the, it was December, like the holidays coming up, all that stuff, like just everything. And, um, and then we smoked weed and we were on our way to see, to me, and I hope your fans agree, the best Star Wars ever. The oh, Force no, Awakens. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up. It came out on December 18th, 2015. That's, that was so the night. It was, it was the, December it was 18th. The, I remember we, the day. We, we stopped by your apartment, me, you, friend of the show, Ben Rogers, and Tiffany, I think, maybe too, right? I think she might have been meeting us there. Oh, that's what I, it was. I, she was meeting us there because she was stuck at work, right? And we met a little earlier. I, and and you, it just escalated for you from there. Yes, like I remember- From my being, perspective. I remember yeah. being like in the apartment, and I think I, I had smoked weed earlier in the day, and- uh I remember us watching, like, I just had, like, um, I love how much Star like, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I like movies. But, <laughs> right, like, right. I had, like, Return of the Jedi on on the TV, like, is in, in anticipation or whatever. Um, and uh, just getting super paranoid. And, like, I think we had sandwiches from somewhere and just being overly think. And, you know, sometimes I would get high and would be, like, overly thinky. And then I remember we got in an Uber and essentially I started feeling really, like, paranoid and yeah. i i don't know how is you it remember uncomfortable? It. is it uncomfortable yeah. for you for me to 
talk about how I remember it. Like, yeah, yeah, please. Weird? Actually, I'd be okay. interested to know because I, I yeah, I'm don't... curious if it would be interesting for you or you'd be like, I don't want to hear from someone else's perspective what I went through. like. But I, I'm just curious because the other thing that happened while we were smoking was we were doing. Oh, a I bit... remember. I remember exactly what you're going to say. I know we were doing a bit about bringing in like an AR 15 into the movie theater because like there had been some shootings and it was like, no, this is from my star Wars costume. And like, yes, it was, it was, it was a San, I think there was a shooting in San Bernardino or something like the day I totally forgot about this, but the second you said there was some, there was like a really disturbing thing going on that had happened. And I think in fact, Rogers had either done a bit or something at a star Wars show at UCB that week and was talking about it. And, yeah, I think and, that's we were we were going through the bit, which the bit was like, oh, uh, no, this is part of my stormtrooper costume. And it's like, sir, that's clearly a real gun or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and that's kicked off your sort of uh, paranoia, not kicked off. Yes. Unbeknownst to me, you're you're, you know, you're at 100 percent of the now, way through it. Yeah. Now that you're saying it like, yeah, I was high. And like, if you're high normally, that would also potentially be like, this is fucking bringing me down or whatever. But like, it, it definitely started thinking like, Oh, this is weird. This is like bumming me out. Yeah. And then I remember on the ride, I don't remember my exact, it's weird. Cause I, some of the stuff I, I remember very clearly and some of the stuff I don't from that weekend, but like, I was very, I was like, Gabrus and Ben are like, I, I think I got in my head about going to the movies, maybe worried that something violent was going to happen, but then being like Gabrus and Ben are like, not, I wouldn't not the words, not like bad, but they're like, I'm paranoid about them. Like now I'm right. feeling like paranoid about them. And I think we were driving in the Uber and I essentially like asked the Uber driver to like pull over. I was like saying to Meryl, like I, something's I, not right. What, yeah, a, what beat do you before, a beat before that, which was really crazy was, you were like kind of bugging out about it. And we were like, okay, okay, let's, and we, and Ben and I were also high. Meryl was with us and we were like, okay, okay. Yeah. Let's not talk like, yeah. What the fuck? We're making ourselves go crazy. Okay. It's almost time to leave for the movie. Let's leave for the movie. The Uber comes, we all get in. And as you're about to climb in, the Uber pulls away. Slowly. Yes. Holy and shit. You're, and you're one leg in. And you kind of like hop and we're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. And then you get in the car and we're kind of laughing about it, but saying like right. of all the people for that to just happen to, it's Craig who's kind of going through like a, I'm a too, I'm too stoned moment. But like stone, like the stoners that we were at the time, we were like, I'll come down event like this. I'll like this will wear off eventually. But then we're driving down Virgil or Hillhurst, one of those yeah, main yes. ones. And you're like, uh, can I? You're like, I kind of want to get out. And it's like, oh, we're, I'm like, we're super close. And you're like, I kind of want to get out now. And then I, you kind of like talk to Meryl in like a serious way, like in a tone where I was like, oh shit. And, and, and Meryl's like, actually, sir, can we just pull over here? Can we just pull over here? And we pulled yeah. over on the side. You guys got out. Me and Ben are like in our heads of like, oh shit, sorry, we got you so hot. But again, such small potatoes in our mind. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, okay. And Meryl's like, I'm going to go with them. And you're like, no, no. And it's like, Meryl's like, I'm going to go with them. And we're like, okay, yeah, fine. Whatever. So, bummer. You're going to miss The Force Awakens. And unbeknownst to us, we just like, oh, my God. The, and the rest of the rest, that's where we part our ways. And oh my I'm God. going, and me and, and me and, and me and Ben are like, we meet up with Tiff and she's like, what happened with Craig and Meryl? I'm like, oh, Craig got too high and uh, he just kind of was like getting, he was bugging out. So they're going to stay home. And then unbeknownst to me, my friend is like 
about to go through a, 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 a metamorphosis, a catharsis of some sort. Oh my god, it's so crazy because I now that you say it, I do remember the pulling away, and it's so nuts that it's like, you know, I don't blame this on that. Like right. The experience. It's not that, like, like, but it is like <laughs> it is like, like but, too many things in a row when you're at on the precipice. It's like like, like I could see that that like I could see that not happening and this experience not happening. Like like right? you know that's what I mean? what's like, crazy too. Yeah, yeah. Like like that it just like tipped it into that next. Uh, that's so fucking nuts. But that uh, that that could have easily pushed what was about to happen to you just yeah, another week heard, or something like that. Yeah, and but I've heard people's stories of I've heard a story secondhand about somebody who like essentially in high school did uh was brought up on stage by a hypnotist and like did this stuff and then like went into psychosis after it you know what i mean and it's like you know that might have been in them in some way and, and maybe you know, never shown unless they did hypnotism right yeah exactly exactly and so like i i've been diagnosed or am in remission from bipolar um but like who knows maybe that wouldn't have come out because you know and again i'm not like i'm not like saying like oh i wish that didn't happen it's just crazy that like those link the the link of events that led to it essentially after that i like didn't sleep that night and the as the weekend progressed i just got more and more sort of manic and in my head and but the crazy thing about it is like within that weekend where i would say i was going through a mental health crisis like culminating in my parents having to be called like me going to a psychiatrist. Um, I don't remember the exact timing because so much of it is uh, blurry and some stuff is really clear, but like, I also like performed at two shows at UCB, <laughs> like, yeah. like in the middle of this where I was like, I kill, like, I, like I like had good, like I did a bit show on Saturday night and I did a character that I've, done and it went really well and i felt like and i was like oh bob odenkirk's here i'm doing this this is cool the I'm bob that like, you did you did dylan the bob dylan like i did opposite <laughs> bob dylan which is you could find it on the um ucb show on CISO. and um <laughs> yeah anyone can find it super easily have super fun. easy good luck on <laughs> take a look torrents. for beef tyrone um, my character from the ucb show on wait say, say it again beef tyrone uh, <laughs> he was a uh the premise was he was the like the the meathead jock who won the presidency uh, of class presidency, but he was taking it like actually super seriously. <laughs> so the meathead jock that was a character that you played. Yeah, yeah, and you played uh, uh, a absurdist Jewish character. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Bobby it's Z. Just really, just really strange. Um, but like, so that's and that's just a quick aside. Uh, when you're a performer for that long. The lizard brain part of you, like I have been in the past, blackout drunk, no recollection, did a half hour improv set. And people are like, you weren't that bad, you know, and it's like because your brain can just like. No, it's crazy. Like I've even to a bodily degree. I remember once this was now the idea of like performing sick would be (laughs) you'd be like a fashion, a faux pas. But like I was like a cold coming on. I remember like sniffling and sneezing and being like uh, nose dripping and then stepping on stage being fine for an hour like n- no yeah. cold like adrenaline as if I didn't have a cold. whatever you want to call it yeah. whatever it is like there's some thing in you that's just like gotta perform gotta get the laughs um <laughs> and uh but like Need I had, this attention of strangers <laughs> and and there were weird moments though like again i i'm not we could get into specifics of the weekend but like there were moments where I was like, I did Askhead on Sunday and I did well. And Meryl was like, 
looking back on it, she was like, there was one weird moment where on the back line, you took off your glasses and you stopped wearing your glasses. And um, that's not something I, I, now I have contacts, but like, I would never take my glasses off. Um, and in my head at that moment, there was like a reason for me doing it, which was like, I think this like uh, delusions of grandeur is part of it. Like me, I think probably some thought process of like, I'm in the show right now. There's somebody in the audience that could be, but, and these are normal thoughts that like you could right. have normally of like, but they oh, let maybe you- they're, but when but, you're but, not feeling yourself, the boat steers too hard on those thoughts. Yes, and you're way. like, you really lean into it and you're like, this is important. Have to take the glasses off. Am I being perceived in this way? And your mind, I think like for me at least, these things started in a natural place and then it, this is how it plays out for me uh, in, in that this manic episode was like, I just like fell prey to these thoughts and right. was – Total and you know being on no sleep, having those experiences that I had with you guys, having all this anxiety and pressure and all, of, and it, and it it exploded and um, yeah, it, it was a terrible, terrible life altering experience. Um, right. Yeah. And and how when when you when you look when you like look back on that, you see like the years before the mental health crisis, the years before it, you see like you start to see like the origins of some of your like, uh, like, because a lot of us were in therapy and we're working on ourselves in that way too. But like, it took that big thing to hit you for you to be like, Oh shit. Okay. I have some negative behaviors that, or I'm, I'm like prone to a couple of things that I can like with help, whether it's pharmaceutical, uh, talk therapy or making, uh, better choices for myself, like foregoing pot and, you know, yeah. like all that stuff. Like, like, yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying like in that, like after that moment, were you able to like look and kind of see the threads of like, Oh shit. It wasn't just fully like an episode. Like wasn't, it, I was priming myself for and like, or- no, I mean in the moment, no, like I ended up being in a mental hospital for a, a, a chunk of time. And uh, having Where's, this was six years ago. We're zooming from there right now. Just we should say you're still there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We should say <laughs> that. A chunk um, of time. Actually, I guess it's seven years. I'm doing great. You know, like, I, I, asked for the, <laughs> I asked for the kosher meal and this is not that. We're so having guys, a super casual conversation yeah, about yeah. it. Like you're super thought out. You're like, well, time to go back to my room. It's like, wait, yeah. what? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Not, not the best time, but I like it here and I've decided to stay and we're <laughs> yeah. raising my child here. Yeah. Um, I'm putting an improv done. theater in downstairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's called, uh, the playhouse two or whatever. Uh, I don't, uh, uh, um, yeah, it's it, no, at that time. No, like it, t- the, I think the first chunk of time afterwards was essentially like rebuilding myself. Like, I mean, this was like a true, you know, I'm talking in broad strokes, but like it, it truly, like I felt broke down after that, like, and self-esteem wise, everything. Also, I, I, because it was like a big event, um, you know, I was put on a lot of drugs at the time. So I was also like, just like uh, sort of a zombie for a short amount of time. And, um, it was, it was really hard. And, um, now I'm a million miles away from that, but it took me a while to be like, oh, to figure. And, and you know, I started therapy and and 
all that stuff very, very soon after. But like that stuff is still happening. Like, like what you were saying about like, were you figuring out strand? Like uh, this isn't meaning like, I think therapy is a process where you're still like, Oh, I do this thing that um, like I find annoying to myself. Like uh, I'm very scared. This is like a, seems like a small thing, but it's not like I'm very schedule oriented or like, I'm very like, I, I, you're giving me a peace sign. You're giving me a thumbs up, <laughs> but I, it'll be in a way where I'm like, I'm imposing all of these things that on myself, um, that is making me miserable. Like, like I, I'm like, I'm like self-imposing time restrictions and stuff. I'm like, I just, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, I, right. I like, it's such a part of me. Like there's certain, th- and, and there are positives to it too, but there's certain parts of me where I'm like, just now I'm realizing like, I don't want to be this like worked up about time stuff right now and um and like only now being like i want to deal with this (laughs) you know what i mean like i want to deal with this and not in a way where i'm like going to erase this part of me but like um so that's to say like i'm sure that in those moments when i was going through that that was probably part of it too like i was like uh they were scheduling things and things that were worrying me about like um, when jobs are coming up or like I knew, like I, I was going to be doing, I, I used to act in the show on adult swim or adult swim as some people call it. Um, <laughs> I uh, call it the call, latter. I didn't know what you were talking about at first. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is this language um, called? Uh, Your pretty face is going to hell. And I have like another potential job coming up. And in my head, I was doing all this scheduling. Um, and this now is this the- is, this is super relatable because this is something I go through too. this specific thing where, I have like a travel show that's coming out, but I also have like some family travel this summer and it's got me so insanely stressed out and there's nothing I can do about any of it except just wait and see book and potentially cancel if shit happens. And that is truly not as a big deal as I can to the, and then it shrinks down for me too, where it's like Friday at 11, I'm getting a haircut in studio city. Oh, let me get a, let me get lunch with a friend in studio city. Hey, can you do lunch? Like I can do lunch at two. And I'm kind of like, fuck now I got 11 it's like and all of a sudden I'm completely overwhelmed by two things I'm choosing to do and they're not working out the exact way I had hoped in my head and then and then so jumping back to what you're saying about the the glasses moment at ASCAT where you're like norm when I'm firing on all cylinder or whatever when my mental health is in check or I'm working on myself I can see that I'm spiraling about and I'm like Right. Okay, yo, it's all good things. You're planning a European vacation and possibly promoting your TV show. These are the dream situation to be in. Just and and I'm letting myself get but I know when I'm I can tell when I'm having down time mentally, when yes. I'm down because that shit of uh, these these minor things that are kind of constants in my life exacerbate me. Like my claustrophobia acts up even more when I am down, when I am, and, and, and as, and another aspect I want to talk to you about mental health and by down, it means for me now at 40 means like, Oh shit, I've been, haven't been exercising. I've been eating like shit. I've been drinking. Drinking is my uh, like depression and anxiety trigger more than pot for me currently god knows what like 10 years from now i'll be like what the fuck was i doing <laughs> it'll be a new drug that we don't know about yet yeah it'll be even sicker dog <laughs> star wars episode 17 it's like i don't think we should do this drug this experimental drug before we the movies it's just like we already booked our the guests we have to do it we have to do it we have the expert we have to do it um no but i totally 
yeah, like I'm glad you relate to it because that is like that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's these things where I'm like, these are self-imposed, like these are things that and, and it is just a way that your anxiety is working. For me, it's uh more anxiety or like um I don't get like I don't know, I don't feel like I get like depressed, but I do get down on myself. And these things get sparked up so much when I'm in those modes. And it's like, yeah, it could be the greatest, like I'm talking, like leading up to this, I'm talking about like two potential jobs that were like dream jobs. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but in my head, I tend to uh, sometimes like focus on just the negatives and I, and, and yeah, or the so- potential bad things that, oh, well, if oh, this yeah. gets moved up one week, then I'm fucked. And exactly. you're like, I'm probably not fucked. And also, it might not move up and I'm, but I'm already like down three levels of like, this is actually going to be a disaster. And it's yeah. like, wait, three decisions have to come in before that is where we're at. Relax. But you're already, I could be there already so easily. Yeah. And like, even with this podcast, like I, like I, we had to reschedule this, like in my head, I was like, Oh, Gabrus is going to be, uh, this is a problem, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, it's okay. Yeah. It's a podcast with Gabrus. He will understand. We will figure this out. Like, and, and we and, moved it one day. <laughs> yeah. And we moved it. And it's totally fine. But, but it is that thing of like what you're saying. It's like being able to catch yourself is the big difference. And that's something that like I have worked on. Like I understand I've worked on. And it feels also like even as we talk about this, it feels so I'm not feeling this way, but it can feel so embarrassing to even talk about it. You're like, I, I'm stressed out about a, like rescheduling something with a friend that like, like there's shame in that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And, like, and, I, like, and that is part of the power of uh, mental health. Like if, if you want to use the, me, uh, if you want to use men, like mental unhealth as like an organization, they benefit greatly from the shame attached to talking about your problems. And and like we're we're only playing into uh, anxiety and depression's hand by being like, this is embarrassing. I should just deal with this by myself in my head, you know, and like, let just I should just lash out at people close to me every once in a while. And then so, well, yeah, know. that's the best way to deal with it is like, <laughs> let it build up. And then by the time somebody asks how you're doing, you say, I'm fucking fine. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but no, it's totally true. It's like, um, like that is something that is, is so it's so obvious. It feels so obvious too, but I do think it's like, I don't know if it's the era that we were in, uh, grew up in or whatever, but, but it's even interesting now seeing like, now that I have a, a child, like, and, uh, I follow people online who talk about parenting and all this stuff. And like the innate, when your child cries, like the innate feeling to be like, it's okay. It's okay. Um, that's wrong. Like you're telling a baby to like your feel the way you're feeling is bad. And, (laughs) and, and this isn't judging anybody, but that's like a very normal way that people respond to like crying or being upset or blah, blah, blah. It's okay. And it's like, uh, sure. Big picture wise. Yes, it is. Okay. But like the thing that I'm reading about parenting is like being like, what's matter? Oh, are you sad? Because I took away the truck. You know, like, and of yeah, course, do you like, understand is, why you're not allowed to have the truck right yeah, now? Like, yeah, like, is, yeah, is talking is just talking about the feeling and um, like treating the feeling as real because it is real and yeah. not just dis, <laughs> not just dismissing it, which I think is the easy way to do it, because essentially it's like, oh, we don't w- want to deal with it. It's e- it's easier for you to it feels easier to be like, uh, stop. This is fine. Everything's fine. Where it's just being like, 
oh, I see why you're sad. That makes sense. And when somebody yeah. says that to you, like rather like it feels good. You're like, oh, you understand. You understand yeah. what I'm going through. Thank you. <laughs> and that right. makes and it it's so simple. Me. It's yes. so simple. Yeah. Or like just someone that the, when you start to share what you're going through and someone else is like, oh, yeah, me too. And the way I fight that or for me, what works is, you know, making sure I exercise multiple times a week. And it's like you hear that and you're like, oh, fuck. All I had to do was like just talk earlier about yes. this in my life. Yeah. Oh, I'm back from vacation where I took Athletic Greens every single morning and it's staying as part of my routine here that I'm back now. Because here's the thing, getting that first step in, it's the first step. It's like waking up and doing some stretching and some push-ups. It's just like you're setting yourself on the right path for the day. And nothing can get your day going better than some easy-to-digest nutrients and a big old glass of water, a.k.a. hydration. So I use Athletic Greens every single day because uh, vitamins, taking pills in the morning makes me a little nauseous. So if I can get the supplements in and get it going, I get the adaptogens, the probiotics, the whole food sourced superfoods, the 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, jam all that in and it support, it helps with better sleep and recovery, sports mental clarity and alert. And look, here's the best thing. It's just a small micro habit with big benefits. Something you do every single day and it costs you less than $3 a day and it ain't hard. Professional athletes do it. Uh, Tim Ferriss is where I first heard it, a health expert, Tim Ferriss. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Heading, Especially heading into the flu and cold season is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, Fresh. <laughs> Yo, you guys want to get farm fresh seasonal pro produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week? Ingredients that travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they're always arrive fresh. Oh, you want fresh seasonal produce and recipes and pre-portioned out so you don't have a lot of food waste and delivered and all recyclable. Oh, so I think what you want is a little bit of the old Hello Fresh. 50 different weekly options. You could skip weeks when you need to, change your delivery date, update your preferences. They've got so much and oh man, I can't talk enough about the Gouda burgers. I like you've heard me talk about all my different recipes, but Recently, pasta primavera was a big hit in our house. Uh, I, my wife's a big pasta head. I'm Ita I'm half Italian, and it worked. It's truly easy. They they have fit and wholesome recipes. They uh, that you can get uh, low calorie, carb conscious options. You can customize your favorite dishes, subbing out a protein or a side front. I don't do any of that because the thing I like most about HelloFresh is 
letting someone else make my decisions for me. I know there's a few foods I don't like, but then once I like, it's just like tonight's dinner is blank. It's saved me a ton of time and it's made me make new things that I wouldn't normally make. And now I'm like, I got to have miso paste in the house. This is a nice little addition. So go to hellofresh.com slash high 16 and use code high 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's hellofresh.com slash high 16. Use code high 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. America's number one meal kit. I think you touched on something with our, our, our generation specifically, because our parents' mental health was not on the docket for a lot of them. And my mom was a nurse at a psychiatric hospital and mental health was never like, my mom's like, what? Like she's, you know, my mom will say things like, what do you have? What do you have anxiety about? And it's like, (laughs) you have anxiety too. You know how you're like bugging out about a, a plane ride. That's like six weeks from now. That's anxiety. She's like, it's not anxiety. I just don't like to fly. And it's like, all right, well, if it's running your life, it's, it's kind of, and, and that generation is a lot like, you know, they'll like brush off like, well, my son, he's anxious. And it's like, yeah, you are biting your nails off at the fucking knuckle <laughs> and you just don't see it as anxiety. So you're like, I don't know. My, my kid, he's got anxiety. He's got all, I gave him everything in the world, you know, and now he's got fucking anxiety. It's like, right. Well, well that's another thing too. It's like by saying like you gave, uh, I gave him everything in the world. That's really defensive. Like, it, it, like it's as if like because you're not what happy 100 percent of the time. I'm just talking about your. I don't know your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. But but that she'd be like because he's not happy, it's my fault. But it's like no, no, no. Like they, they could be two separate. Th- like it could be like you can just be unhappy, and that's okay too. Like it's right. okay. Like that's the other thing is like the idea of like there being something wrong with being unhappy sometimes or being like, what's wrong? No, everything has to be right right now. Everything has to be right right now. It's like, that's not realistic. Like if we try to be that it's, it's, it's part of the whole thing of like, it's just adding fucking anxiety that we're supposed to be on all the time. And you're just like, and and it sucks. The power is not letting the sadness or the unhappiness steer you deeper like yes it's like, exactly you got to turn into the skid a little bit of like okay i'm getting unhappy and why and let's deal with that what can i do to it, it's process the same why as like, gonna- it, like i'm sure that you experience this it's like sometimes like you're working on a, your own project or whatever and you're like fuck i don't want to work right now i'm s- such not in the mood and you're at the computer for me like just being like ah this sucks like i i'm not getting anything done i'm not getting anything done and only recently have i been like Okay, then don't work right now. It's okay. Right. Ra- like rather than being like, I need to beat the shit out of myself right now when I'm not feeling it. Um, it's the same thing. It's like just be like okay with the idea you're not going to get as much done as you will wanted to today, and you're not going to think of today as a failure. You'll just be like, oh, I did this other thing that was might have been productive or not, but you felt okay about it. Rather than just like beating yourself up and pre- pretending to be happy, pretending I got work done, you know, blah blah blah. Right. Um, and I think we're and, so and like. That co- we're so prone to that. And I think part of the power you get from that is your life experience of like, I have now a few times in my life been a- unable to get any words down on the page for a day. And I have not been called out as a, a fraud writer. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And it's like, oh, right. Like, and, and that's s- sort of, and I'm using like a uh, kind of dumb meathead logic, but this is what works for me with anxiety. It's like, I have to be like, 
hey, do you remember the last 18 years of your life? You actually didn't need to borrow money from your parents around the holidays. Like, and you always think everything's going to fall apart because you go two months without work. And it's like, eventually this year, I'm like, okay, well, when the holidays come, they're not stressful because they never have been. And I created all the stress. For oh yeah. Them. And, and I can only logic my way out of that stuff. If I have like 10 times before it's like, you know what? The last 10 times I went two weeks without exercising, I got really down on myself. Let's never let that happen again. Cause it's, it's like, Oh, and, and then you start to feel, you start to go, you start to feel down. You're like, man, what the fuck? Why is everything for me? Why is every little thing bother me? Why am I not the cool laid back beach guy that I want to be? And then all of a sudden you go, oh, it's because I'm stressed about this. I haven't been to the gym. I actually haven't been sleeping as good as I'm supposed to because I haven't gone to the gym or because I'm uh, in my head. Like they all start kicking each other off too. You start to feel unhappy. You feel less prone to go to the gym, but then you know, like, fuck I'm like doubling down on my uh, negative uh, uh, mentality here and I got to steer out. And then it's like, once you're like skipping the gym and once you're going to the gym, because it's going to make you feel better as a person or you're going for a run or walking outside or stretching or drinking two glasses of water back to back or whatever, whatever you're doing for your health. It's like, and when you're doing it, you're like, right, right. This is what my body, like, I could just do, I can help myself. I will still get unhappy, but I will be better equipped to process it if I'm not dehydrated, tired, sad, uh, dehydrated, tired, angry with myself or the way I look for some stupid, like, you can really pull out of the skid with just, like, making sure stuff that I now know I need is, like, I need to get seven hours of sleep. I need to not eat disgusting and i need to like drink less when i drink a lot i i can't stop that cycle i wake up and i i want to drink more and i i'm too i'm too into it and it's too and i'm sad when i'm not drinking and then it's like oh i took 2 weeks off drinking and now i'm feeling much better it's like oh okay well maybe let and that's what happened to me in pandemic i was able to kind of focus on that cuz there was no social obligations and oh, yeah. i was like fuck i'm actually doing way better mentally just not drinking and it's like i got into weed and tea like I started just making like a little cup of tea and a couple of hits of weed to You're one of the assholes that got healthier during the pandemic. <laughs> I, I did lose I did lose thirty pounds in the pandemic. And yes, uh and it's no, only it's, I removed it's, all my I didn't realize this. I removed all my negative behavior triggers, which are traveling, doing shows, drinking out, being out late. That's when I have like a fourth meal always and like and all these things that are fun at the time but make me and then i spend an hour on the toilet in the morning and it's like now i've now i've lost an hour of productivity and now i'm angry at myself about that now i'm hung over so i want to eat something more or have that second coffee and that fucks up my stomach or my anxiety more and now i'm just like really piling on myself and again you go jump back to shame real quick i'm embarrassed to admit all of that because yeah. that is all like now i'm having a second coffee when i shouldn't and i'm bugging it's like that's all i would hate to have to like talk to my well it'd be weird because my dad's dead but like having a heart to heart <laughs> with my dad where i'm like i know and then i wake up and my stomach hurts and it's like affects my whole day creatively and stuff and he'd be like shut the fuck shut the fuck <laughs> up well here's another thing that i find is interesting uh weird oh, i was also uh gonna say when you are feeling that way a good thing to do is when you're on the toilet for a full hour make that a work work time put a laptop on you and be constructive there that'll help too That's i do like, do a, I, I do do a lingo on the toilet <laughs> you do a lingo you do wordle you do all that shit um facetime my mom right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. do your taxes um but um 
you Skype into your nutritionist to show the shit to see like, what should <laughs> yeah. I be? Um, Bristol stool chart number four. What do you think, Pops? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. Um, what I was going to say is, I don't know why, but this popped in my head while you're talking. It was uh, another, th- like something that you said a lot. So I'm not going to, re- I don't remember what part triggered this. Oh, but, no, yeah, no worries. I, no, I don't remember what I said at all. So that's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, where's I talking? Um, what, uh, was that another weird thing? Another thing is like, I, the negative self talk is so, like, can be such a, so strong in that, like, I don't know about, I think you're like this too, maybe, is like, how often do you talk about successes in a negative way? Or like, in a, like, I downplay things because I'm like, I don't want to be perceived, not that I think I would even be perceived of like, I don't want to be boasting. I don't want to be showing off. Like, I don't want to blah, blah. So I do all Bro. this stuff. So I do all this stuff to too be like, real. I'm sorry, yeah. Craig. You have my fucking number right there. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. exact, I'm like, I'm not shooting this fucking travel show. Yeah, stuff, but okay? this travel show, <laughs> and, and and you highlight all the negatives, right? Like, so that's like you. Like, even you're saying like, uh, oh, the we, before we got on, you're talking about the editing and how that's like, uh, like the the frustration, and it's like you're totally right, and I totally understand because I know exactly what you're talking about with the editing and stuff, but like. Like, that's what we go to first. And like, that's what I like. Yeah. What, that's what I always go to first when I talk about a project or a, a thing I'm excited about is I go straight to the negative because I don't even want to appear a certain way or I don't want to be flashy or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like or, I, when or in the past, in your past life, someone else's behavior in that aspect burns you. Yes. Like, that's what it is for me. I'm like, oh, I hate this in other people. Yes. And I want and I. And I realize, like, you're not the same as these specific 100%. people you're thinking. Yeah, and, and but my brain, my brain goes the same place. Like, oh yeah, yeah, my dumb podcast. You know, I do my dumb movie podcast. People are like, isn't that pretty much your full time job and how you survived <laughs> the pandemic? And you're like, yeah, yeah, but it's like stupid. Just me and my friends riffing, doing dumb shit. It's like we have five thousand listeners that pay money. That's like a and that's sizable like audience. And you're the, like, oh, the <laughs> literal dream job to be talking right, to right. friends for money. Like that yeah. is so perfect. Like that is um incredible. Like. Like if you told yourself 10 years ago that you were doing that, you're getting paid and you're okay. Like that's fucking incredible. And, but we like lead with the negatives. And I think it's like something that I think it's seeing other people that you, that you judge for their boasting or whatever, which is also negative because you're also, because it's like, I should just let that person boast, right? Yes, exactly. Like we should just all boast, I guess. Yeah. They're doing great and they're boasting. Um, but like, but but yeah, like there's just so much self judgment and it sucks. Like the amount of like not being able to just like and and it, it well it sucks because it's like you say you're doing it so you're not perceived in a certain way, but at the end of the day, like you're just talking negatively about yourself or your job or your thing, and that's exhausting to to you, like to me. Like I'm like, yeah. Why do I always I'm always talking about the bad part? I like the good parts a lot. <laughs> like yeah, I have so much fun with the good parts. Tiffany has called me out on that a few times because when we're at like uh, functions together, especially when she uh, worked in marketing, we'd be at like work functions and people would be like, oh, what are you working on, John? I'd be like, ah, you fucking bullshit. You know, just the same whack. I'm trying to get, you know, hoping janitor number four audition comes down, you know, doing my dumb pot. And then Tiffany would be like, it's okay. Like, 
you can talk about like you have good stuff going on and like <laughs> this is like an entertainment party like you're you should say i sold a script like you should mention <laughs> right. that and, and they're like, like going i'm like did you know like Tiffany's husband is just like a fucking idiot who is janitor number four. He fucking sucks. That's <laughs> right. what they're and you're like, why did I represent myself that way? <laughs> yeah, I could have done something way cooler. <laughs> I, uh, but it's funny you say that because I do downplay. I do downplay all of my successes and all of my tragedies. To be fair, I think I downplay almost all of oh, my emotions when yeah. it comes to other people. Yeah. I, I, I think that we all do. I, I think that it's also part of... Um, yeah, I totally agree. It's like a self-defense <laughs> thing too. Cause you don't want to get hurt by being like too, uh, boastful about yourself or come out too much about yourself and then not be supported. So you're just like, ah, it's really not a big deal but, where you're not giving someone an opportunity to like help out or dig in I, or at least I listen. Found yeah. recently that I've been, or recently meaning the last number of years been like more open about things like with my mental, like with this stuff, like, I was scared the first time I talked about my mental health stuff, like in a, in a writer's room, because it's your experience. You talk about, yeah. you know, you talk about stuff and I mentioned it and I was like, it was well-received meaning in that it was like a supportive place. People weren't judgmental. People both like, uh, were, uh, emotionally there in not a, a bad way. And then like, it brought stuff up into the show, you know, like it was able to work itself in. in, a, in and people in the, are, people are like, you, people start talking, they're like, Fuck yeah! I I I have some of the same early oh. warning signs. You you know like oh, oh shit! Oh. I actually went through the exact same like oh, the yeah, amount of <laughs> the amount like I did uh, Don Finale's podcast a number of years ago, and I got like more into the experience specifically, and like the amount of emails from people being like I had a similar experience, or like I thought that like blah blah blah. So many people, and I was like, yeah. Well, first of all, like obviously that's why we're all creative people is because we have some weirdness in our brains. Um, but it's like, it's not a big deal and there's a stigma and there's like a shame. And, the, and, and I think for us, for like dudes, like the thing about downplaying tragedies or negative things, it's like, we're supposed to be able to cope with it, bro. Yeah, We're like you know, stoic. Like, we're tough. It's not when in reality it is by definition, you're tougher if you dig in on your own emotions and process them. Like that is the tougher, more quote unquote manly macho thing to do. If you're using that awful barometer of manliness. Here. Yeah. Rather like, than like, like stuffing it deep inside and running from it, you're being yeah. like, okay. Let and then me drinking your whole this. life and blowing up at your three children. Oh, whoops. Am I being too specific about wait, what are you talking? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Cause we are the generation of like, do you want me to give you something to cry about or like don't you know, get bullied in school for being sad or being bullied in school for liking something too much, being bullied at 100%. home for liking something too much, being bullied at home for, you know, and it's like, it's, it's very, and when you survive it, you're like, our parents, my parents' generation was like, look, I'm not hitting you. I'm not hitting you with a belt. So I'm doing better than my father did to you. Right, I am right. still spanking you. <laughs> But like, I'm not hitting you with a belt because I'm not a monster like him. I'm just one degree less a monster in my own. But not, I'm not going completely going like, hey, how about I hit nobody <laughs> in my family? <laughs> like that didn't process. Uh, but I, it's like, like that generation, us, our people our age who are going into becoming, you know, like we're gonna, we're, people our age are gonna be running the country soon, and, and it's that's we're the first people who are like. And I, I, I'm, I'm being so reductive in the generation stuff, but I feel like our generation is the first empathy starts like leaking in a little bit. 
And then I think the younger generation than us are born with like, or, oh or raised in a world of where empathy is on their mind, where they're like, we needed our parents or our teachers to help us understand other stuff that was going on in the world. The next generation doesn't need their parents or teachers to learn about the world. They have the internet or they have access to like countless points of view that we never had access to before. So like you, empathy was just something like, I talked about this with Michael Trapp on an episode of this podcast. Like growing up, you'd be like, uh, well, you know, if you work hard, you'll you'll be successful. And then if someone wasn't <laughs> successful, you're like, that person must not work hard. That person, it's their own fault that they're like that. And that's the shit you hear from your parents that like that person is unhoused because they did drugs or sure. were a bad person. And and like I think we're the first generation that's like, well, let's really get into the circumstances in which, and then I think younger people are like, no one should be unhoused. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, fuck yeah. Like, and that's, that's positive. And then I think, and I guess this whole roundabout thing I'm saying is I think by generation we're getting more, is there a way to be empathetic for yourself or, or like we're getting more thoughtful, like about ourselves and our own actions. And I feel like that's a, that's a great sign. Maybe to, you know, older people will be like, these kids overanalyze. It's like, I think it's okay to slow down and like really think about other people going forward. Yeah, it's like, it's it's allowed. It's allowed to like, uh, to just be kind to yourself and to, to other people. And I think I found that like in writer's rooms where there are younger writers, I'm always like, thank God, like these people are, are so much, I wish I was as empathetic and like thoughtful as these people. And like, I have a friend who's a professor in college and he said that uh, there was a suicide on on campus, which is so sad and upsetting. And he was like, and uh, all the kids in the class, they were like talking about how the college didn't respond strongly enough to give mental health help to other to other students on campus after that after happened. It happened and it's like i was like geez if that happened like i mean some of my friends were talking about it being like if that happened on our campus it'd be like this is the <laughs> the negative joke being like it'd be like do we get classes off or whatever you know like that type dude, of dude that's what like, that's what we, that's what my class said sophomore year on nine september 11th 2001 yeah. a girl in my hallway was like i think classes are canceled for the rest of the day and it's like hey uh, a lot of us in this my dorm room was all new york kids like all uh, with staten island long island we were like uh we're not as excited about the day. Oh, we got to wait and hear <laughs> yeah, about what's going on. I need to make a few phone calls first <laughs> yeah, before, before I'm I can super excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, but like, hold on to that because I'm I ready to I get fucked be, up. Yeah, Don't get me yeah, wrong. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Save me a drink. But <laughs> but let me just confirm: no one in my immediate family died because uh, all of them work in New York City. <laughs> but one or two, I wouldn't mind. But here's the like the important ones. Um, but there's like, a couple the idea... that if I found out they die when I come back, I'm still gonna drink. But there are a couple that could. Yes. So either way, well, I'll keep drink. You know, I'll drink in their memory in some case and i'll drink in <laughs> happiness for other ones so just bear with me you don't need I'm to hear all this them. right now yeah i'm taking up way too much of your time on september 11th 2001 i apologize <laughs> okay. continue on your way <laughs> why did i say the full date out loud um, is that what today is um but yeah so but it was just like to me it's like amazing that these students were thoughtful enough to be like oh our school needs to deal with this in a in a in a more mindful way where it's just like i can't i don't remember what our college did about anything i mean i'm sure they had stuff you know there there were um things in place for a multitude of things that could have gone on, but like that wasn't on my mind at all in high school. Like the idea of people going to therapy, like in TV and movies and in conversation would be like, 
they're 16 and they're going to therapy like oh boy yeah you know? they must be like, suicidal they must <laughs> be uh addicted to opiates like that's like where your brain goes and it's like no they might just need someone to listen to them one hour a week <laughs> and arguably we all could use that <laughs> <laughs> no it's like is that so negative that they're like they're talking about their feelings in a non judgmental space. Yeah, well, that, what a fucking loser. <laughs> it's funny you say that because the thing that got me to finally do therapy to get rid of my like toxic masculinity, blue collar, 40 year old energy was just like someone being like, well, it's just nice to like unpack your bullshit on a not on a loved one. <laughs> like, yes. And you're like, Oh, and once it was once I started to think about how I was affecting other people, that turned me towards therapy instantly. It was like, oh yeah, I don't need to hang because then you start to remember like your parents or loved ones or family members hanging tons of baggage on you all the time. And you're like, oh, if they were in therapy, I mean, I would still get a lot of that baggage, but they would have, you know, they, they would pack it a little better. Sure, I mean, <laughs> like everybody should do it like 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 what person does like especially like that like we're going back to the beginning this life's a herald so i'm always going to go back to the beginning um but but like um and i forgot what i was going to say so it doesn't fucking matter you're gonna say thou art mental health (laughs) yes you are as i am uh i am mental health um the invocation people, Del Close, uh, the <laughs> compass players. Um, but I uh, was just saying that like espe- during this fucking pandemic, like I can't imagine white knuckling it in any way for anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's really tough time. Uh, like what's, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's just like, yeah, white, there, white, so knuck- much to, you could get to <laughs> keep so that analogy going. White knuckling is for like a, a tense driving situation. If it's over two years of driving, your knuckles will be ground to like you'll have no circulation in your hands if you have white knuckles for two years. It's too much. It's it's if, too much for even the most well equipped person oh, emotionally to handle. And none of us in society are well equipped. And like, and we're not built to know as much information as we know. Like the fact that I'm like. Every once in a while, my brain gets stressed that senators can have stocks. Like I'm like, I, like, and I'm like, and like that bothers me. And I let, and I, and I, it should, but I shouldn't let it affect. Like I, it shouldn't creep into my mood at all. And it does. And like shit like that that never bothered me in my early, you know, teens. Stuff that never landed on me is now like. I didn't even give a fuck about what was going on with the Brooks Brothers riot and hanging chads. Like, none of that shit landed on me. I was, like, just a kid who was, like, I didn't vote till Obama. You just knew the Jay Leno jokes based (laughs) on Right. I knew it solely through, like, SNL sketches is how I knew. I knew who Ross Perot was from Dana Carvey. Can I finish? Can I finish? (laughs) Can I finish? Make a chee, make a cha, make a chew every time I click my finger in 1995. to you. (laughs) I knew about the OJ trial from stand-up comedy. Like, I learned about too much from comedy. And now we're we're too everyone's information is too available. Like we we have too many friends, too many enemies, too many people that we're keeping up with. Like like we were tribes. Now we have like oh I now I have forty thousand people I follow on social media. No, I know. Like- I mean, I, I don't know. I think Meryl and I like I just like at a certain point with especially during the pandemic, like had to stop looking at people on Instagram because I was like. I don't need to know what this person that I did 
a college humor shoot with one day in 2008, (laughs) like how they're managing through the pandemic. Like, (laughs) like sure. It's interesting once in a while to go on a wormhole (laughs) to be like, Oh, I'm interested in like finding out, like creating the story in my mind and like, from like fun, creative reason, which is probably somebody who's hearing this being like, you creatively look through people's, you know, but, but like that's, I'm glad we're copying to it. Cause I'm the same way. Like, I love to be like, I think that's when they broke up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. yeah, But like, but like on a daily basis, like I don't need to like, like sort of whatever this is. So whatever, Uh, like social media can flatten so many experiences into one plane where you're just like, I can't handle this right now. And, and uh, like I unfollowed or like muted people that I'm like, Oh, I just, not, it's not even a judgment on them. Like, I'm just like, I can't handle this right now. Yeah. Like My, oh, we, myself, you, you did sound on a thing I shot like uh, five years ago. We haven't worked together since I think it's time for me to hit unfollow because you're going through something and I can't sit here and watch. Like, it's, it's like, like I don't I'm getting upset about your, thinking yeah. you're doing an MLM now. And like, I like, sure. That's awesome for you, but like, no, thanks. Great. That sounds like a really good MLM, but I'm not buying it. Too. Yeah. I'm not, uh, before, before we get out of here, crow crowin, let's talk real quick. Uh, what are you doing for yourself on like, uh, what, what are some habits you have now that, uh, that you've added, to your life post this event that you think it are, are helping. And I, I know that's not the only answer cause you know, medication doctors, professionals, but have you added things that you're like, Oh, well now, like now this is something I need to do. Like, are you meditating? Are you, I know you're sure. I know you gave up uh, weed, which yeah, is, I gave up, I gave up weed. I never really drank a lot. Uh, so that's, you know, uh, not a, big for me but not a yeah, huge trigger we, for you yeah uh, uh, was off off of weed which i think was like a really positive thing um, uh, when when we first met up afterwards uh after that event uh just to tag that event a cu- i texted you a couple of times that weekend but you were clearly doing shows and stuff and then eventually i sent a text to you and merrill i'm like hey just want to know how uh craig is or whatever and it's like uh, Craig is uh, going through a mental crisis right now. And I was like, I was like, Rogers, he wasn't just high. We fucked like, we're like, oh, we're like laughing no, well, Merrill, about it. And shit. Merrill even <laughs> said like, Merrill felt when we were talking about this week, Merrill was like, I feel bad because like, I think I sort of like chided them in texts or something. Cause they didn't realize like, you know, uh, uh, something like, Oh, we were, I forget what the exact thing was, but Merrill felt bad now. Now right. she feels well, bad. We all, like, cause we, cause we also saw, uh, mutual friends that night after the movie or the next day. And we were like telling the story of, of smoking this too powerful right. blunt with Craig. And we're all like, and we were laughing and Craig bugged down. He didn't want to go to the movies. It was like, we were all so high. Ha ha ha. And it's like, Mer- and I'm like, Meryl sent a text and we're like, no, no. Like, oh shit. I'm so sorry. And I, that's, that's where I have guilt is that for like those three days, I barely we talked about it with the one other person, but in my head I was just like, so funny getting that fucking high, man. That's so crazy. Like in my well, head, I'm like, and unbeknownst to me, you're like truly struggling. A friend of mine is truly going through something. And I'm like, man, that Cali weed is hard, bro. Yo, Cali like, weed will make you fun- poop. <laughs> yeah, I'm 33 years old when this is happening. I'm too old to feel. Well, this you c- there's no way you could have known, and right, obviously right. there's no it's no big deal. 
Um, but like, seriously, think about your choices now. Uh, like, I want well, you part to of my catharsis it. is making sure I tell you this. And this is like yes, a mental yeah. issue I no, have. It's like I have to tell people when, when I did something against them or oh. in my, that I feel I slighted them in some way. I'm like, you don't have to you don't have to forgive me, but I have to tell you so it, I can move on at least because this oh, is sitting on my well. It, it being out in the world definitely helps things, um, right? Talking yeah, about it, rather than like leaving it in your brain. Um, but let's see, yeah, no no weed. Uh, I do therapy weekly. Um, I um, I think a big thing is like exercise comes in ebbs and flows because on top of all of this, and I think this could have been a contributing factor as well to the first to my manic episode was, uh, I was diagnosed as diabetic. So exercise comes and goes in term, uh, like six months after this, which was another like punch in the face, which is right. another and I, and it's episode a huge, of a podcast. It's a huge, like, like, yeah, we'll have Tiffany on that one yeah. because her diabetes was an autoimmune response to like uh, a pancreas infection. Like she didn't have it until she was 28 or whatever. Yeah, I was 30, whatever, 32 or 33. So it's like, that was another like life changing event on the and that fucks with you mentally too because oh. like, when you're when you're low or you're high that changes your behavior and being high having high glucose comes across like mania and having yeah. low uh, having low blood sugar comes across as like fainting and yes and, and and but by the way both of those like I know that I had blood high blood sugar at one point during my manic episode and I'm like whatever i at, at at some point in my life or, or like years ago i was like trying to like pinpoint is it possible that the diabetes i was undiagnosed then and it's like now i'm like i don't give a shit it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> like got, as long as, as, long as they've all of, been diagnosed yeah, now yeah, and yeah, i'm here like, because that's because um, tiffany was dealing with like eczema and other weird stuff for like a, several uh, months almost a year like weird flare-ups and weird pains and night sweats and shit and shit wasn't sleeping for like a year and then it wasn't until so a doctor specifically found that like found out about diabetes it's another reminder that your like brain body and everything is all connected because it's just it's like jesus christ so so like in terms of of exercise i like at very least i go on a, a walk a day uh when things are good and my i have uh, like i just changed um insulin pump so i haven't exercised yet because i haven't got my levels calibration where i want them yeah but um that's also a semi excuse but um but uh, but <laughs> in, in in reality making sure you walk every day is the level of exercise i do require like that's the oh, minimum yeah. dose and oh, I still don't get it. And I, it's still, it's very easy. It's super helpful for me. I arguably needed to live both physically and mentally. And I still don't always get a walk in. And that's just yeah. like, just well, I, adult I, I, bad I like, choices. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in, in the before times when I was in a writer's room, like I, I, uh, and I'd have to go in, I'd wake up like, and, and this was also before we had, uh, our son, but like we'd go in, I'd, I'd wake up an hour early, go for an hour walk with my dog, do like have a full morning before even going to work. So I wouldn't feel like I'm just in an office all day feeling like a piece of shit. Because you that know, like, shit can get to you when you end up working a little later and then you're coming home and you're just eating and getting on the couch or eating and getting into bed or eating at work and then coming home and having like two hours of doom scrolling, then bed, like that shit gets to you. And like, you need to like make that time for yourself. And the morning is th the morning. That's the that's the hardest habit to build, but like being able to do shit before anything yes. else in your day, like, and you're not a stevedore, so you didn't have to be in the writers' room at six a.m. So it wasn't like you know you're getting up at dusk at dark and taking the dog out. Wait, but what's stevedore? 
A stevedore is uh, like a dock worker. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I am a stevedore. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but I meant like not currently. I'm sorry, <laughs> I should use a different example. But you are current, like technically a dock worker, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's why I was confused. I was you know like, what? I, I, I it was a bad example. <laughs> it was a bad example. Like, <laughs> what do you think a stevedore is? Because I am one. I was like, why is he using this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. I just like was throwing out hypotheticals and forgot that you uh, how much experience you have working the docks in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, and that was part of my mental health journey. Was like being. <laughs> like i yes i'm really strong and can i think i, I should just knots. be a i think i should just be a tv writer don't know if the tv writer and doc worker thing is like might be law of diminishing returns i'm only making i'm making half what i make as a tv writer from the steve adorship that i have <laughs> um craig i appreciate you taking the time and talking about this and it was really a weird we we've talked several times about uh this of this weekend this event because we shared that uh moment and uh it's fun to talk about it with this much distance and with this much like oh my growth God. from it yeah well it's all it's great to be able to talk about it and like also to be like oh yeah like you uh like you remember you have a better memory than me for something that like the specific about the uber i'm like holy fucking shit that's so crazy like that because is- i remember it like when i would when i would when ben and i would talk about it we would be like and in hindsight, like the worst possible person to oh get, like for the Uber to pull away with was the guy who, unbeknownst to us, was going through a mental health crisis. Like, and it's like the irony of that, like the layers of like how much shit came together and like how I guess for me, the craziest thing about it is the lens changes so much like two, three days later with more info. You know what I mean? Like, but oh at the time, God. it's just like it's kind of fun. Like it's. Like the example would be like, oh, our friend got wasted. We drew on his face with a sharpie, but then he was never the same after. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, whoops! Like he, it ha- was like he has a, an it allergy. Was like- to, he has an allergy to sharpies, and it brought <laughs> yeah, out yeah. Just, like right. he's a so schizophrenic worried. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, exactly where where you're like you're like, man, we were having a laugh, and then 72 hours later, we're <laughs> explained what what the situation was, and we were like. Whoops, context is key. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy, uh, I should <laughs> not be celebrating 9-11 right now. <laughs> yeah, why am but... I going so ham? <laughs> um, do you have anything uh you want to plug? You want to tell these people to check out? This episode will probably come out in a uh in April at some point. So um I just I'm gonna be getting super stoned on 420. I want you all to come out to my weed show. And keep an eye on me, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're I want... Requesting help. <laughs> I need some friends to make sure uh, nothing bad happens to me that day. Uh, We're gonna uh, screen to the Force Awakens at a, 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 at a militia camp. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah at this. Um, it's gonna in be Humboldt. like in, yeah. We're we're doing it's in an army uh, recreate. We're recreating the Afghanistan war uh, on four twenty, and we want you all to be out there. Real high. I'm gonna try weed again for the first time in seven years. We're stoked about it. It's going to be dope as fuck. Just come out, um, bring your real guns. No fakes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, watch uh, some TV shows I wrote for. Yeah. And um, just... Uh, check out yeah. Search Party. Check out uh, Sur- Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. You can probably find it streaming Oh, oh, still. oh you know yeah. what? That's going to be... There's going to be uh, an animated... I don't know when it's coming out. Hopefully I'll find out soon. An animated version of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Uh, like shorts are going to be coming out at some point. Oh, cool. Um, and I guess the next thing is a show 
called Big Door Prize that I worked on for Apple TV. That's I think might hopefully will be coming out um, before this the summer? end of the year. But we'll, oh, before we'll the see. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Cool. I, Check I, it out. You know what? Let's, I'm going to make a big pronouncement about when it is, and then somebody will send me an email being like, why'd you say that? No. That's not, that's not <laughs> yeah. <true>. Tonight, live. <laughs> Watch it live on HBO Max, a network it's not on. You get everything wrong. People are like, we appreciate you doing publicity for the show, but if you can get but one don't. piece of information, <laughs> Greg, that would help us a lot. <laughs> um, um, and um, go see a therapist, you fucking loser. Honestly, uh, that's my plug. Go see a therapist. And also, actionboys.biz. <laughs> Go see a therapist. And or spend $5 a month to listen to me and Ryan Stanger and Ben Rogers talk about action movies. Uh, and I'm also, every Monday night, I'm doing the Movie Buff on Spotify Green Room, uh, an app where we can talk to each other. It's like a call-in radio show. Talking about that weekend's big movie release. And uh, Coming this summer, uh, at some point, I have a travel show on True TV, and uh, hopefully, I don't have to come back and edit this part out when they inevitably tell me it's it's canceled before it airs. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, that's downplaying. You see, you're doing it right now, you motherfucker. Yeah, you motherfucker. I know, and it's because I'm like so afraid to be happy because then I think that's when the attack comes. You know, hey, but like, that you know that also is a part of our this business is like I never say anything until I'm like. It is. It aired yesterday. I'm gonna finally tell. I will. Yeah. About it. I will never say like I'm supposed to be in tonight's episode of blank because it's like I was edited out. Uh, this movie's supposed to come out. That movie's never. Coming. Wait, did I you tell know, you like, this? Can I tell a really short story? Yeah, of this, course. <laughs> I was. I had a small role in the movie yesterday, uh, which was uh, the Beatles by, movie. Yeah, the Beatles movie. <laughs> it was uh, directed by Danny Boyle, and I was like to my reps, I was like, "Hey, can you just make sure?" Because I know how things work. I was like, "It was a small part, like easily could be lifted out." I was like, "Can you just make sure?" that I'm in before, like, I say anything online. Like, I don't want to say anything, blah, blah, blah. They're like, we reach out, like, we finally got the word you're in it. I, like, I invite people out to see it in the theater, and then I make, like, a stupid video online saying that I'm going to be in it. Like, it's there's a joke in it, all this stuff. I put that all, I do that all on, like, social media. And then the next day, I get a text from Danny Boyle. <laughs> and it, I, the the nicest text ever, but he's like, I just want to let you know that we had to cut you like the scene was great, blah, blah, all this nice stuff. But you're, and I was like, had I just fucking like, I was like, did he text me because somebody told him that I said like, why, well, <laughs> yeah, right. like, why is this the timing? What's the chain of events here? How'd this go? Yeah. <laughs> why the fuck? I was like, all I wanted was to avoid this exact thing. Happening. And I'm, and I'm deep inside. And, and now I'm like texting with Danny Boyle. I'm like, Hey, uh, yeah, cool. It was awesome working with you. Thanks. Um, cool. but yes, I'm gonna, I gotta just take down some quick Instagrams. Talk soon. <laughs> hey, but you know what? If the DVD has the deleted scene of marketing exec, Played by me, it's a fucking choice. Choice scene. Yeah. I I took my brothers to go see the movie. Um, no strings attached. Uh, Friends with benefits, the Justin Timberlake Mila Kunis one, because I had a scene in that with Mila Kunis, and uh, no one told me if it was one of my first movie roles. No one told me if I was edited out or not, so I didn't tell anyone. But I did go to the movies with my brothers to see it, and I was like, and then like we got to like the third act of the movie when they're reconnected, and I was like. I'm definitely like it's, if, it's, if I haven't happened yet, it's not happening based on the premise of my scene. <laughs> You're like, unless wait, was I the last line of the movie? Yeah, I can't what? remember. <laughs> they well in mine. Did cargo they, shorts guy the name of my role? <laughs> did cargo shorts guy have the last? They're like he wore cargo shorts to set. Should we just have him wear them? Yes, and that's <laughs> yeah. now his name. Um, in mine, it was a group. It was like a big scene with a lot of people. So I'm just an extra in it, and people were like texting me like, "Were you an extra in yesterday? 
yesterday. I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I did have a line or two that didn't make it in the cut, but I guess you see my face. <laughs> I hey, got a day that's, rate. That's all you need these days. Hey, hey, those residuals, they keep me happy. Um, well, thanks for having me, Gabris. Always a pleasure, Craig. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. (laughs) Now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.